talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. All right, the Prime Minister has uh, been uh, in the news media and social media and on TV pretty much uh, ever since the Ukraine, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. And now, obviously, in Europe, meeting with leaders, UK, Netherlands, uh, Latvia today. Uh, what does this all mean, both domestically and internationally? What's the message that's being sent? Let's bring in Dr. Jack Cunningham, Program Coordinator with the Bill Graham Center for Contemporary International History in Trinity College and Monk School, specializing in British foreign policy, uh, University of Toronto, and is with us now. Jack, thank you for the time. I hope you're well. Well, Scott, pleasure to be with you. So the Prime Minister obviously been out front and center uh, for the last several days, uh, now touring Europe, visiting various leaders and such. Uh, many remember it wasn't that many weeks ago during the Ottawa protest. Uh, uh, he, he wasn't really present at all. What is the purpose of this tour, both internationally and domestically? Um, what's the objective here? Well, I think he's trying to uh, inject himself into the debate and show that he's... Uh, show that he's relevant in terms of uh, coordinating the, uh, the Western response to events in Ukraine. And, and Canada is relevant, uh, to be fair. He's, uh, he's meeting with his uh, counterparts from other countries in large measure, I suspect, to, uh, to determine who's going to supply what in terms of lethal aid to the Ukrainians. He's, he's uh, also uh, sh- showing the flag in, uh, in Latvia, which is uh, designed in part, I think, to... Uh, to impress the uh, the troops and the domestic audience, and also to reassure uh, our our NATO allies that we're uh, we're going to uh, honor our commitment in in the Baltics. Has he taken a leadership role with this group? Uh, it's it's tough to say that he really has. He has he has been ahead of some of his colleagues on a number of measures, such as the uh, the ban on Russian oil, for. For example, he was uh, he was ahead of uh, President Biden, and the Europeans are still struggling with that, despite the uh, what I thought was the undertaking that Chancellor Schultz made to President Biden a couple of weeks ago, for having trouble getting uh, getting the Europeans to uh, to buy into a a complete ban on uh, on Russian oil, given the uh, given their dependence on it. Uh, how much more can Canada do, uh, especially from a sanction standpoint? Well, we we added uh, ten more names. We can add a lot more. Uh, the fellow who who uh, owns uh, Chelsea Football Club, for example, close confidant of Putin, not uh, not named yet. There are plenty of others we can name. Personally, I would like to see something closer to uh, a total embargo on on all dealings with Russia, and we're uh, we're not there yet. Uh, it's difficult to. Uh, to see what uh, what more we can add, though, without uh, courting blowback domestically, because as Minister Freeland mentioned a few days ago, some of these measures are going to hurt us as well. Uh, the the uh, the inflationary uh, spike is real, and it's going to be worsened by uh, by some of these sanctions. When uh, the Prime Minister was appearing with uh, the leaders of the UK and the Netherlands, uh, they were talking uh, specifically about commitment to NATO spending. 
Obviously, mm. the UK the UK stepped up there, and this has been a question, you know, for NATO for a, for a long period of time. Uh, the prime minister, the prime minister, uh, obviously not making a commitment there. Also asked by the international media about uh, what Canada could do, Canada could do from an energy standpoint. Can you see this changing our policy on whether it's military or even uh, Canada's own energy self sufficiency? Can you see this changing any sort of policy in the future in the near future? Well, it's tough to see the government really backtracking on the fundamentals of its energy policy. Uh, defense spending is another matter. You may recall that in 2017, the government uh, promulgated a defense white paper, Strong, Secure, Engaged, that, uh, that promised fairly substantial investments in our defense capability. That's rather languished since. Not all of the spending has come through. And... Uh, and uh, our allies are right to point out that we're uh, we're pretty close to the bottom of the pack in uh, in NATO defense spending. I mean, the two percent goal may seem arbitrary uh, to some, but it is still a a pretty low uh, mark uh, historically when we look at where defense spending has been. Uh, you said obviously uh, with military spending, you could see change, not so much energy. You don't think you would uh, that the energy issue is going to continue to be front and center here. I think the issue is going to be front and center, and I think he may face uh, pressure. My suspicion is that he's got too much invested in the the policies he's undertaken. Now, it is possible that we'll see further slowdown on uh, on efforts to uh, to transition to green energy, and we may see more. Uh, we may see more uh, uh, fossil fuel uh, energy diverted uh, to uh, to meet uh, to meet our needs, but uh, I would not expect a fundamental change in policy uh, simply because uh, it uh, it would be uh, too embarrassing for the prime minister. I suspect too difficult to sell to his own party, and probably too difficult to sell to his own environment minister. Uh, that being said, what if the the world continues on its trajectory and 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 uh, you know the the supplies from Russia are cut off? I mean, isn't that the reality? That could very well be the reality, and in that case, we uh, we could see some substantial changes. Although uh, I suspect the government would try to dress these up as uh, as not making as much of a departure as they might in fact be. Uh, this is a. a, a Prime Minister, who is uh, who has courted the environmentalist vote in the past, not altogether uh, successfully in the last couple of elections, but he has courted it nonetheless, and it uh, it is an important issue with his uh, with his with his uh, party's base. How do you think Putin is viewing all of this, especially when uh, obvi- obviously uh, he saw more unifying than than what he perhaps predicted? How do you think he is viewing the world response to this? Well, it's tough to say because one suspects that Putin is fairly isolated. He's surrounded by yes-men who tell him what he wants to hear, and he, and he may very well be uh, clinically paranoid uh, to boot. Uh, my suspicion is, though, that he is uh, unpleasantly surprised by the degree of cohesion that NATO has displayed since he moved into uh, Ukraine. Historically, NATO is an organization that's often been in crisis, but uh, when, uh, whenever uh, the Soviet Union and now Putin has tried to take advantage of that, they managed to galvanize life back into the alliance. Dr. Jack Cunningham with us, program coordinator at the Bill Graham Center for Contemporary International History in Trinity, uh, Trinity College and the Monk School, specializing in British foreign policy. Jack, thanks so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well.
My pleasure, Scott. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.